As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The topics and opinions expressed in the following show are solely those of the hosts and their guests and not those of W4CY Radio, its employees, or affiliates. We make no recommendations or endorsements for radio show programs, services, or products mentioned on air or on our web. No liability, explicit or implied, shall be extended to W4CY Radio or its employees or affiliates. Any questions or comments should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for choosing W4CY Radio. Attention all dentists and business owners. Get ready to create profit and a life of prosperity. It's Dr. Doug Radio on W4CY Radio. And here's Dr. Doug. Good morning, West Coast, and good afternoon, East Coast. This is Dr. Doug, Dr. Doug Radio. Uh, we're really pleased to have you here today with us, and I'm very pleased to have a very special guest with me today, a gentleman by the name of Richard Weiler. And Richard is a member of the Gorilla Marketing Expert Advisory Board and an expert in all sorts of marketing and SEO technology. Richard, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Doug? Hey, I'm doing great, too. Thanks for joining joining us today. You bet. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me. So I'd love to have you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, what you do, where your expertise is. Well, you know, my background, I, I worked in the, the services industry for a while. I owned an alarm company and um, had a lot of success in that field. And when the economy kind of started to change, I'd started doing a lot of research in Internet marketing and how to utilize the power of the Internet in order to increase sales, increase profitability, and, you know, do different advertising and marketing strategies. And then we had the housing crisis kind of creep in. And what I built up to be one of the, the top alarm companies in the country and in my field and in my particular brand that I worked with, um, everything kind of melted away. And I, I had a choice at that point uh, where to go. And what I decided to do 
was to get into helping other businesses. This is years ago, many years ago, but helping other businesses from a consultant level and a service-based level to grow their company and integrate their offline marketing strategies with online marketing strategies and grow their businesses that way. Interesting. And so at this point in time, you've, you've really grown. Yes. Um, I've outgrown that phase of my life. <laughs> um, I don't currently provide marketing services anymore, and I do very little consulting. Uh, and I work primarily with Guerrilla Marketing International and co-leading that brand and helping bring that brand back into the spotlight and in the world and um, loving every single day that I have uh, as an advisory board member and, and making a lot of the, the decisions and co-leading with Jeannie Levinson, uh, Jay's wife. So, so tell the audience a little bit about Guerrilla Marketing. There are some people out there that I'm sure the minute you said that recognize the brand. And I'm sure that there's others out there that are going, okay, so what's Guerrilla Marketing? So tell us a little bit about that, how it started, and uh, why it is so valuable to a business owner. You know, I before I got personally involved in guerrilla marketing, guerrilla marketing was one of the first books that I read as a business owner that talked about a, a lot of the marketing strategies I ended up implementing into my business from flyering to all kinds of different things. But uh, there's a lot you asked there, but I'll start with how did guerrilla marketing get started. And guerrilla marketing got started because J. Conrad Levinson was a professor at a college I think it was UC Berkeley. I'm doing this off the top of my head here. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I think it was UC Berkeley. And um, he had his students come to him and say, hey, you know, we're learning about all these wonderful marketing strategies. And all these work marketing strategies work great for the big brands and the Fortune 500 companies that have millions of dollars in their budget. But what can we do? We have businesses. We want to, you know, take our business to the next level. We want to grow our companies, but we don't have that kind of budget. Can you help us? And Jay said, well, sure I can. I'll, I'll, of course, there's a book. I'll, I'll, I'll find a book for you guys. And so he went out and he searched up and down, left and right. And there was nowhere to be found a book that actually would help these college students with small budgets or no budgets at all to advertise and grow their businesses and scratch, for lack of a better term, scratch their entrepreneurial itch and, and get out in the world and make something happen, make a difference. And so Jay said, well, shoot, I can't find this book. I'm going to go ahead and write it. And so he wrote Guerrilla Marketing that was released in 1984, and it sparked a worldwide movement. Jay had no idea what was going to happen, but 21 million copies were sold in 62 different languages worldwide. And in some countries, Jay was literally considered a national hero uh, when he visited and was even given a pre presidential welcome with the motorcade and the police officers in the whole nine yards. So Jay really, uh, he really changed the world. And part of the reason he did change the world in such a profound way is guerrilla marketing came out at the same time the wall was coming down in some of these communist countries. And so he literally became the only source for information that these countries had for people to start doing capitalist activities and to become entrepreneurs. And his, his techniques, at least at that point, were mainly offline, were they not? Yeah, you know, this was before the internet. 
okay. So 1984 were really before the internet. Um, it was really the 90s before the internet became much of a force in marketing in any way, shape, or form. And even then in the 90s, it was early adopters that were getting into internet marketing. So, you know, Jay was teaching people like Steve Jobs and Wozniak and Bill Gates. All of them were in Jay's class. And he taught a lot of the thought leaders and a lot of people that brought these technologies into the forefront. And and we're talking, what, 20, uh, 25 years ago when it really got started? Um, probably, yeah, about that. And so the question I think that many people might have was, okay, it was good back then, and the model that was working back then was great, but has that been able to withstand the change of time and and all of the different influences and markets and economy, uh, do you find that it's still applicable today as much as it was then offline? Absolutely. And guerrilla marketing isn't one of these things that's stagnant either. Um, it did start in 1984, but since then we have 100 books that have been published on various topics um, you'll have guerrilla books on social media. You've got gorilla, five books that were co-authored by Seth Godin and uh, J. Conrad Levinson. J. Abraham uh, has actually uh, did a product with J. Con Levin, Conrad Levinson. So the guerrilla marketing strategies are just as applicable today as they ever were, but they will be best monetized. And when I say monetized, adding these mar- doing these marketing strategies will be best brought into an ROI when you couple them with the internet marketing strategies. And that's one of the things that I'm doing with the brand right now. And we have others, many others doing, uh, who are entering onto our expert advisory board, many others who are taking leadership roles within the organization and helping out and we're building funnels and doing all the things that we should be doing as a company. They're coming into play and, and we're making this all happen. So when you take the the bread and butter traditional concepts that were taught and you blend them with the new age marketing strategies, that's where you're going to find the best results. In fact, some of the older marketing strategies left alone without online campaigns suffer. And some of them fail to even perform an ROI these days without the blending of the proper online strategies. But the movement that happened in 1984 has grown so much, and a lot of the viral videos that you see going out there are actually people that have millions and millions of millions of views are guerrilla marketing strategies that were applied. So, and this might be a good time too to uh, when when we when we get there to also talk about what guerrilla marketing is as well because it's grown from yeah. from what it was in 1984. Well, and that's what I wanted to ask you next. It sounds to me like it's really quote, guerrilla marketing on steroids, now that you've added a whole new dimension of online. So, yeah, let's let's talk about what is guerrilla marketing exactly. So, so guerrilla marketing is really marketing that's unconventional, marketing that's low-cost cost strategies that levels the playing field between the small local business and the Fortune 500 companies. And a lot of guerrilla marketing first was introduced by small businesses. And then these Fortune 500 companies saw it working and they started to introduce similar strategies. Uh, a classic guerrilla marketing 
photo that you can see out there is McDonald's got a license from a city and permission and painted a McDonald's fry box and used each individual yellow fry as the crosswalk. (laughs) So when people are walking through the crosswalk across the street, they're actually stepping on McDonald's fries. Uh, Very clever, out-of-the-box thinking. And, you know, Jay would call part, one of the big things about guerrilla marketing is marketing made fascinating. So it's not just marketing. It's marketing made fascinating. So is it something that really just the intent of it is to catch the eye of, of the potential customer? I think marketing really is about eyeballs, and it's becoming more and more about eyeballs. I think for a while, it, marketers wanted to get away from impressions and eyeballs and, and things like that, but it really is about eyeballs the more you go into it. So, yeah, it is about capturing those eyeballs, but it's not just about capturing eyeballs. It's being memorable. So you can drill an image into somebody's head by getting in front of them enough with enough dollars, but it's a lot easier to drill that same image into somebody's head if it's fascinating, if it's very interesting. And Jay can be credited for creating some very fascinating things. The Jolly Green Giant, uh, for Playboy Bunny, Tony the Tiger, Morris the Cat, the Maytag Man, came up with the line, uh, Fly, Fly the Friendly Skies, you know? Some of these things that we're still hearing, Jay coined. They were and all his. They were all his. Oh, amazing. Pillsbury Doughboy. <laughs> uh, these, these iconic things that that these companies have kept they they were they were things that jay coined and how does the how does the regular business owner the small business owner take that concept and apply it to their own business is is guerrilla marketing such that it actually takes you step by step and helps you to create that image and that memorable image and i'm assuming emotions also uh, play a large part of this so that a small business owner can actually create their own Pillsbury Doughboy? Absolutely. I encourage marketers at a local level to get creative, to make their marketing fascinating. Now, don't that doesn't mean procrastinate marketing until it becomes fascinating, because that's not going to work either. Jay taught that consistent marketing will outperform creative marketing and fascinating marketing every single day of the week. If people are fascinating and then they stop marketing and then they start again and they stop again, they're not going to have the same result as just consistent quality marketing. But when you blend that fascinating with the consistency, that's where the real results happen. For example, uh, let's look at the Pillsbury Doughboy. Let's say we had a local company that made biscuits. They're not going to try to compete with the Pillsbury Doughboy. They're not even trying to sell out of their local market. So they need to come up with their own fascinating memes, right? Their own fascinating idea, their own fascinating character. And they need to identify who their target market is. That might be where they take they do a data buy where they pull data and they find out who's buying biscuits, right? And they get the addresses, phone numbers, and emails of these people who are buying biscuits in their local market. And then they proceed to do lots of forms of marketing. You can send them a, a, a postcard in the mail. Ideally, not a postcard, though, because Doug, 
who really pays attention to postcards, right? We just throw them in the trash, right? That's but right. what if we sent them? What, what if we sent them something fascinating in the mail? What if we sent them the character, <laughs> right? <laughs> what if we sent them a, a frozen free sample of biscuits to buy and, and let them know they can buy them on their local shelves? That's going to get people's attention. Uh, that's where that's where we get into marketing made fascinating, and you can now take their email address and upload that email into Facebook and then target those people that have Facebook accounts in that local area with that same character. Uh, people that click on that ad and come to the website, now you can retarget that person on the line space. And so they see your advertisements everywhere they go online for months at a time, as long as they're not clearing the cookies off their computer. So there's, there's ways to become the local celebrity of your niche and go up against the big brand without spending the brand dollars on television and other forms of advertising. Let's be frank. People are spending more and more time on the internet and less and less time on traditional television. The balance still tips in the favor of traditional television, but it's getting very close to where people spending time on Hulu, Netflix, Facebook, Twitter, you name all the the destinations online people's eyeballs are going, they're they're moving away from TV and becoming more and more attracted to the internet. So if, if I'm understanding you correctly, what, what this new age guerrilla marketing, whatever you want to call it, is, is it's really taking the, the models that were originally developed offline and then bringing in the online capability to make it even more effective in today's market than just a straight offline. That's one application of a strategy. You could just have a very guerrilla direct mail campaign. Uh, guerrilla is is really about unconventional wisdom, unconventional thinking. I personally am a little biased when I believe that when we couple the tried and true guerrilla marketing strategies and back it up with social media, for example, if we were going to do something like a very fascinating marketing stunt locally, uh, maybe we have a giant Pillsbury Doughboy walking through the streets, right, in a, in a crowd. <laughs> Who knows what that is? Now you film that Pillsbury Doughboy walking through the crowd, and you post it on the Internet, and a million people see it. Well, there was only a few thousand or a few hundred people that may have saw the original marketing stunt. But because we filmed that video, uploaded it to YouTube, and maybe even spent a little bit of advertising dollars out there to make sure we get those important eyeballs out there in front of it, now all of a sudden millions of people have seen it. Interesting. You know, I'm fascinated. So here's the question that I have. I've, I've heard the concept or the word disruptive marketing. Is, is this the same thing or is it a little bit different than disruptive marketing where you have someone look at something and it just totally throws them and causes them to think about it? Disruptive marketing is part of guerrilla marketing. Ah. So it's not, it's not um, guerrilla or disruptive. Good marketing campaigns will often be disruptive. Some marketing campaigns, you've got to ask yourself, where I think most people make the biggest mistake, Doug, is they don't ask themselves, what result do I want this marketing to achieve? A good friend of mine uh, of many years, I was the best man in his wedding, he's become a real estate agent recently. And he told me that he was doing this campaign. And he said, oh, I'm going to send out these flyers. And I said, well, how much are you spending to send out these flyers? And he said, well, I'm spending $300 to send out these flyers in the mail. I said, well, how many houses is it going to? And I think it was somewhere 
in the neighborhood of, it was under a thousand houses. I think it was somewhere around 800 houses that he was spending $300 to uh, put these flyers up to. I said, well, what did you put on the flyer? What did you tell him? And what do you want him to do? And he really couldn't answer these questions. He'd spent the $300, but he didn't know what action that he really wanted them to take. He had to stop and think about it. And and I just said to my friend, I said, you've got to know what it is that you want to do, and this is how you can do it better. First of all, you took a shotgun approach. You sent these flyers out to 800 houses. Are they homeowners? I don't know. Well, what do you know about these people? I don't know anything about them. Well, that's just walking around shooting with a shotgun. I said, you need to be more like a sniper. You need to know that these people are in the market. Well, tell me what else you're doing for marketing. Well, okay, well, I subscribe to this new this, this list that gives me a list of people that they haven't hired a real estate agent yet, but they have their home on the market and they're doing it themselves. I said, well, you have this list? And he says, yeah. I said, okay, well, let's make a, let's make a, let's, let's think of a, what, what you could do. Why don't we take a rabbit here? Give them some running shoes, come up with a, a graphic, and even make a figure of a rabbit with these running shoes. And you're going to send this actual action figure with a rabbit with running shoes to all of these people and tell them that you're going to sell their home faster and that they want to have a free meeting with you. And just send them a rabbit with running shoes. And then if they don't respond to that, you're also going to upload, you're going to email them, you're going to upload their name into Facebook. Facebook, you're going to, they're going to start seeing your rabbit with running shoes on Facebook and you and talking about selling your home faster. And then you're going to follow that up with a phone call and say, hey, did you get the, the rabbit that I sent you in the mail? That's gorilla. And that's hyper-focused, hyper-targeted. We're not talking about if of those 800 people, maybe six of them might have been selling their home you know, or, or, or looking to buy a home. We're talking about sending the same amount of stuff. And we've got to change our mindset and our thinking because the first thing he said was, I can't afford to do all that. I said, well, you can afford to spend 300 bucks to reach 800 people. Why can't you afford to spend 300 bucks to reach 50 people if 20 of them call you back? You know, that, that is really interesting. You've, you've got these small business owners out there. You've got these healthcare professionals. All of them are trying to somehow reach a market that is somewhat inundated by their competition. And so step by step, what would you suggest that a business owner do to be able to effectively create that type of marketing? What's, what's one of the first things they need to do? And I know that one of the first things you already mentioned was they need, to, they need to really understand what they want that particular target market that they're going to be marketing to. What, what's the action step that they want them to take? Is that correct? Right. And you've got to understand. I think understanding the action alone is huge. Do you want them to call you? Yes. Okay. If you do want you to, them to call you, who's going to answer the phone? Is it going to a voicemail? Is it an answering service? Is it your cell phone? What happens if no one answers? Is there a way to track that? So if somebody calls and you, they, you don't answer the phone, is that person gone forever? Or did you have a tracking number of some sort that's going to notify you with a text message and their phone number and the time they called so you can call them back? Okay, These are things that we've got to think of ahead of time before the marketing. And the mistake so many people make is they don't even know how many people called them. They just know that two people called 
that they know of, but they didn't know about the other eight people that did. So right? there, there's some technology involved in this. So here, here's a question I'm going to ask you. Um, I'm a small business owner, and so I'm I'm figuring out. I'm getting all this tech together. I'm figuring out what action step I want them to take. How do I determine who my target market is? What steps do I need to take to make sure that I'm marketing to the right people? Well, you know, we have a beautiful thing now in social media that we didn't have before. And I think one of the things that really helps people drill down and understand who their target market is, and even more importantly, understand what their target market wants. What is their need? What is their pain? What is the solution that they would willing to be paid for that does not yet exist in an adequate way? If you can understand that about your target market and your target demographic, that really changes the entire dynamic. And with social media, you can become and join groups on LinkedIn or groups on Facebook and get it actively involved in a highly engaged community of your target market and ask them where other companies, big brands, spend tens of thousands or 50,000 or hundreds of thousands of dollars asking their market, do you like the cereal? <laughs> do you like the color? Should the color? Should the marshmallows have rainbows on them or not? Right? They're literally asking these detailed questions of the consumers. Do you like how it tastes? You can't, can you imagine launching a cereal that nobody's ever tasted before? and just shoving it on the shelves of the supermarket? Can you imagine doing that? Yeah, People so do that every single day. Business owners do that every single day. They assume what it is that people want or need, and they fail to ask. So and then really, they don't understand why it really surveying, Really surveying the public in general to find out what's needed and wanted, as you said, and, and really being able to identify... Uh, what that is through Facebook, through LinkedIn, and those types of things. So going back to my original question, and and I don't want to put you on the spot here, but how do I find out who my target market is? We've talked about how I need to survey them, and I can do that on Facebook, on LinkedIn, or however I choose to do that. But how do I figure out who my target market is if I'm a business owner, in your opinion? I would do some research and see what data is already available on your consumer. So if you sell lollipops, go and do research on the internet and pay for the reports that break out the demographics of who your target market is that buy lollipops. I would, rather than trying to reinvent the wheel, I would just go ahead and fork out the money. It might be a hundred bucks, it might be less, to get the literal demographics, and information that you need to sell lollipops so you understand who you're talking to. Okay, so, and that's something I've not thought of. I I know that uh, a lot of times I'll suggest to a client, let's look at your existing client base and find out demographically who they are. And I think oftentimes what we'll find is that there is a specific demographics, the majority of clients that we have or customers that we have, but then to take that product that we're selling or the service that we're selling and do that research, what you're saying is we can go online, we can do that research. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Spend a minimum amount of money and actually really find out from other people who and what the demographics would be for that product or service that we're selling. Is that right? What you're and not. And not just other people, reliable sources. There are companies that crunch this information, that, that do this data, that do the surveys, and they, get, they spend millions of dollars in research to find that information out, and they'll sell it to you. They'll sell you that information. And the other thing we've got to keep in mind, when we look at our own company demographics, that is a great way to find out what's working and do more of what's working. So I'm a big proponent of that. I, I can't say to do that enough. Do it over and over and over again. But what that doesn't do is find out the demographic you're missing already. All right, it doesn't you, tell you, you may, what you, you may don't have know a, that you don't know. Okay, you may. What you're saying is you may have a whole different set of demographics that you don't even know are out there that would actually be wanting your product or your service. Exactly. That's exactly what I'm saying. And you're not going to know what that is by your own customer base because you yourself don't know it. <laughs> okay, so I'm a business owner. And where do I go on the internet to find those companies? What what would I search for? What would be some words that I would type in so that I would actually be able to discover those companies that could provide me with that type of information? I would take the your industry niche name. So take your niche and then I would type in user demographics and customer demographics. And you're going to get flooded with uh, usually some free information. And you're also going to get flooded with some paid information. And you might find that the free in- information is, is uh, accurate and what you need. Or you might find it's worth it to pay the money for the paid information that's out there in your, in your niche market. Have you found that usually the paid is always a little bit more accurate and valuable than the unpaid the paid is going to be more detailed, okay? So some business owners would really benefit from more detail. Some business owners would benefit from the free information and find that the free information is more than adequate. And, you know, a, a good litmus test is if you don't understand all the information you're getting for free, don't pay for more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, so 
let, let, let's say that uh, I've done that and I want to go on to Facebook. Now, I've had a lot of people talk to me about, oh, you need to do Facebook ads, you need to do this, you need to do that. Uh, I've had some people go in and just on their own Facebook page put in some type of uh, article or some type of offer and, and get some moderate or not quite so moderate results on that. But there are some really effective ways to use Facebook, is there not? They're extremely effective ways to use Facebook. And the effective way to use Facebook and LinkedIn both is do not use your personal profile for business. Uh, and when I say that, do not use your personal profile to try to sell something in order to generate a leader sale. When you use your personal profile to try to generate a leader sale, you're actually going to lose credibility among your peers. And people are going to, and some people don't even realize you can do this, but on Facebook, you can just stop seeing that person forever. Oh, well, that person's constantly trying to sell me something. I'm going to mute them, and they're never going to show up in my feed again. We're still friends, but I'll never see them again. <laughs> and they do that, right? Mm -hmm. So where a lot of people make mistakes is trying to use a personal profile in order to sell a product or sell a service. In some extreme cases, extremely rare cases, that works. But in most cases, you're just spinning your wheels. You're probably not going to sell anything. And if you did sell something, you're probably hurting yourself with that sale more than you helped yourself. What you do use your personal profile for is building relationships with people. And a great way to ruin your relationships with everybody as you know is to call every single person you know and try to hard sell them something. That's a great way to ruin relationships, right? Right. Nobody likes to be sold. But everybody wants a friend. Be their friend. Show them respect. Show genuine interest in what they do. And they'll show genuine interest in what you do. And still, don't try to sell them anything. Really, try to offer real solutions and real help. And if they want what you have to offer, they'll tell you. And to me, that's the secret. But going back to your ads question. Well, let me, let me, let me stop you there, though, first, because you sure. brought up something. So if I'm not going to use my personal Facebook, what do I do? Go out and set up a company Facebook page? Yes, you have a company page for that. <laughs> and that's acceptable okay. uh, to use your company page to sell. And you can like and comment on your company page from your personal Facebook page, and that'll help. And at one point, Facebook pages, company pages, would have quite the reach. So if you had 1,000 fans, you might do a post and reach 150. You might even reach 300 of those fans. But now, with the changes that Facebook has made, if you have 1,000 people that have liked your page, and you're probably not going to get to that level easily, you may only have 2% of those people that actually hear from you and, and see your post or even less. So Is you've got to remember it's a, it's a pay-to-play world. Uh -huh. And there's two ways to pay-to-play. One way is to click the boost post button. It's quick. It's easy. You get impressions and you can get results. Uh, however... It's expensive. It, it can be very expensive. You can get similar results by quickly, uh, simply going to the ads manager, which is pretty easy to find if you poke around on your Facebook profile or just Google how do I find get to Facebook's ad manager and, and you'll be there quickly. 
uh, probably with a direct link and or they'll show you how to do it on Facebook Help. And you just click on that ad, ads manager, create an ad, make sure you're following the rules. Right now you can't have a lot of text in, in your ad image. It's very small amounts, to 15, 20% of the image can have text on it. And then um, you got a very limited number of characters to write the ad. And you can do that. Or you can write a post on your Facebook page and then choose the promote post option, which I like to do. And if you have done a data buy, like I mentioned earlier, you can upload that data into Facebook. Gosh, you guys should be paying for this right now at this point. This is like getting into my paid product. I know. That's what I love about <laughs> doing these radio shows. <laughs> but uh, you upload that email list into Facebook. And now you can target just that laser-specific demographic with those ads at a fraction of the cost of what it would cost you to do the promoted post ads. And the promoted post is a shotgun. You don't know who these people are. You have some very limited demographics that you can choose, but you really don't know who these people are from anybody else. But if it's the same people that are seeing you on Facebook that are getting their direct mail and you sent them that little action figure that you created – Right, and and now they they got that first they see you on Facebook, and then they and then they and then they get the action action figure in the mail, and then they get an email from you, and they see the the, the little the little bunny running again, and then you pick up the phone and you call them and you say, hey, you know, uh, we're I, I can help you sell your house faster. That's a lot of memorable, fascinating touch points that no one else is doing. That's guerrilla. That's going the extra mile, working okay. extra hard to make it happen. All right. So you're using your demographics, and, and again, you don't have to get into it too deep, but really what I, what I hear you saying is that you use that demographic list. You can upload that into, say, Facebook, mm-hmm. and therefore you can target the very specific group of people that you're wanting to target that you know would be interested in buying your product. That's correct. So do you find, and I know you're biased on this, but do you find that that is a, an additional adjunct to what you do offline? Or do you find that people could just do the online and not do the offline and still be as successful? Or is it really a combination of both based on your experience? Every case is different, Doug. Some people can be highly successful completely leaving the online component out and just sticking with their direct mail and following it up with an email and a phone call. Uh, some people will find that they have a massive increase in their success by adding an online component to it. And each case is different. Uh, and it really depends on your demographic. If you're dealing with an older demographic that still reads the newspaper, you're probably not going to have the, the same formula of success than if your target market is millennials per se really depends on each individual niche well that brings up an interesting question then because how many major social media sources are there out there um i wouldn't be worried about the fragmentation of the social media market uh there's there's a lot but it depends on your user demographic. Some of them are more difficult to be successful with. The ones that really tend to produce an ROI out there are Facebook and LinkedIn, Google Ads. Those are all great things to do. 
and and there's a lot of people making a lot of money and there's a lot of people that you know will say hey i made a lot of money in pinterest but the traditional brick and mortar business may not make as much money on this uh, on pinterest so or twitter so it it really depends and there might be other people that make their full-time living off just twitter marketing so it, it's really finding that formula of what works for you and cracking the code per se. And then once you crack the code, keep doing it over and over again. You rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat, adjust and keep and adjusting and keep looking for new things. And once you find a formula, you're essentially printing money. And another, th- let me just throw this in here too. So many people kill their business by using things like percent of sales, open rates, cost for advertising. Advertising is not an expense. And this is something Jay taught. Advertising is not an expense if it makes you money. It's an investment. Advertising only costs money if it doesn't work. So therefore, you really need to do a little bit of testing to see in a careful way, what works and what's not working. Maybe not even in a careful way if you can afford it. Maybe you just keep doing it until you crack that code and you make it work. It's an investment, okay? Some investments, we're not going to know what it pans out on pans out until years later in the stock market, and we're willing to do that and take that risk. But some people will cancel successful marketing campaigns when money gets tight because they're trying to save money and they end up effectively closing the doors of their business. You know, when so if they would have made the opposite choice and increased their marketing budget that was working, they would have kept their doors open. Yeah, you know, and it's interesting. I, I had a colleague of mine share this comment once and thought. He says, if I had if I had $1,000, <clears> would you give me $500? If, if it was an immediate exchange, and it's like, yeah. Would you give me 750 Yeah. Would you give me 900 and, and it's interesting that when you ask that question to a group of people, you start to see some hesitation. And and even if you said, if you gave me $999 and I gave you 1000 would you do it? And some people are kind of shaking their head. Nah, I don't think so. Well, the reality is, is you still get one more dollar. And I think it goes to what you're talking about is that market money spent on marketing, as long as you're getting a return on that marketing investment, it doesn't matter whether it's a dollar or whether it's a thousand dollars or whatever that happens to be. As long as you're getting a return, you keep doing it because ultimately it could become much bigger. Absolutely. And, you know, I've got a friend who's a dentist and he's a very smart guy and he has made a fortune targeting elderly people that have not been to the dentist for a very long time, many of which who have fears and have fifty or a hundred thousand dollars worth of dental work that need to be done immediately and it's urgent. And many of which might be in pain. And he in a day sometimes makes six figures. <laughs> sometimes he has people write him checks. They don't have insurance. They just write him a check. And he's a very successful dentist and he owns several practices. And he has a a cosmetic practice. And the one thing that he understands is he is a marketer first and a dentist second. He understands 
that as a business owner, you need to be a marketer first and a professional second. And because he understands his professional uh, a marketer first, he does crazy things like send people chattering teeth in the mail. You know, <laughs> people like him, you know, he, he wins them and he might have five to seven campaigns for the same targeted, very specific demographic of people in order to, to succeed. And guys, he's not in a big market. He's in a small market in comparison to many of these big areas. He doesn't live in California or L.A. or Houston or Dallas or any of these big cities. He lives in a small you know, a really a small micro, what I would consider a micro market. And he's making really, really great income by being creative, by being fascinating, by being consistent and remembering that he's a marketer first and he doesn't worry. He doesn't worry that it costs him $7 to do one mailer to this person. And then a couple weeks later, he might spend another 7 or $10. It doesn't, it doesn't matter to him. He's worried about getting the person to sit down, changing that person's life, fixing all of their problems that they have, and having that $50,000 check that afternoon. And as long as he can deposit those $50,000 checks, it doesn't matter if it costs him $50 uh, to target that one individual to get him to respond. Interesting. And he's figured out a niche market that most dentists have a few uh, elderly people in their practice unless you know they're children's dentists and so forth. But yet what he's done is he's figured out that here's a niche market that if he focuses strictly on that mainly, that he's going to get that kind of return. That's right. And he's focusing on highly affluent markets. Interesting. So so going back to the original discussion we had on guerrilla marketing, and, and you've talked a little bit about what that is. But you've just, you really just joined forces. How long ago did you join forces with this whole program of guerrilla marketing? This is relatively new. We've been working together a little over a year. And we're, um, you probably haven't heard a whole lot about guerrilla marketing in the news, but you're about to start hearing a whole lot real soon. We've been working very hard for a year behind the scenes to uh, ready this launch. And there's a lot of great things coming out that uh, are going to be very exciting. Okay. And you're, you, you're bringing in the online aspect of this. Is that correct? That's part of what I bring to the table from being a member of the advisory board and bringing, you know, curriculum for our Gorilla Business School are, it's not going to be called Gorilla Business School, but it was once called the Gorilla Association, Gorilla Marketing Association, bringing new curriculum and content to the table. Uh, but uh, I handle a lot of the day-to-day operations of Gorilla Marketing and um, play a leadership role within the organization and, and, and really kind of helping guide the direction of things that we're doing. But we have local chapters coming soon where people will be able to attend a local chapter uh, every month and get the education from a certified gorilla master trainer. Uh, we'll be able to get coaching and consulting from these certified master trainers. We have a TV show uh, that's going to be so very grateful for <laughs> all these things that are lining up for gorilla. I really am a uh, TV show that's going to be coming out and being available um, on multiple mediums, including it's looking like cable in early 2016 
so that'll be coming for a guerrilla a guerrilla marketing television show. And uh, got a radio show coming <laughs> and a magazine on, on the way as well. So uh, we're really flooding the market. And then we'll have a live event coming up in October. Uh, the tentative dates right now are the 8th through the 10th of October in Orlando, Florida. So um, we're planning on having two annual, two, two live events per year. So these are all things that, that are, are going to be very exciting that, that have never been available to the gorilla community before. So it's, it's going to be an opportunity for business owners throughout the country and throughout, really, internationally, to right. be able to once again access this information so that they can apply it in their business and do it in a very cost-effective and reasonable way. Is that, uh, is that fairly accurate? That's completely accurate. That's exactly what we're going through, going for right now. You know, we've seen the pendulum swing back to where I find most business owners feeling like they need to spend tens of thousands or millions of dollars in advertising to play. So they choose to spend nothing in advertising at all. And really, there's strategies that can be done if you're creative and fun and out of the box that can be implemented that will gain people's trust and get you great market share in your, your local market or even a regional market or even a national market. These, these techniques have been applied first successfully by small business owners and then Fortune 500 people, companies started picking these strategies up and implementing them. In fact, business owners will even have the opportunity, if they're the right fit, uh, to apply to, have, to be part of a TV show. And have the TV show um, come in and do a guerrilla marketing campaign and stunt with them and then have that campaign and stunt aired on the TV show. So there's lots of really very, uh, very amazing things coming for the world. And it was Jay's wish that we carried on guerrilla marketing and we really continued to bring that to the world and make a difference. And we're working very hard to make that dream of his come true. And in, in addition to you, there are other really big names out there besides yourself that are involved in this, that people would probably recognize if they're involved at all with internet marketing and that type of thing. Is, is that true? That's very true. Um, there's a lot of names that are currently committed. Uh, we have not made public press releases on any of this yet. Yeah, so I am not at liberty to say, but uh, your audience would most certainly recognize many of the names of the advisory board members and many of the thought leaders that are lining up behind the guerrilla marketing brand, lining up behind the guerrilla marketing name, and um, helping us make this this reality. And we're we're grateful for them. And you'll see some of this coming out soon. And and you know what was interesting, and I have had a chance to to see some of that as I did some research and. What's amazing to me is these are the people that I've always wanted to be able to work with that felt like I could never afford. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, here's going to be a highly cost-effective way to take advantage of all of your minds and expertise and be able to utilize that in a much more cost-effective way. You're absolutely right. And, and we're attracting people that are givers that really want to help and really enjoy and really care about people. Um, and 
we really want we really want to see people be successful. We really do. So, do you have an anticipated date of when you're really going to launch this whole thing, so that so that our listeners will know when they can anticipate starting to see some stuff? I don't have a crystal ball, but um, you're you're probably already starting to see more and more happening, and more will continue to happen. But uh, I would say within the next ninety days uh, that that we'll be seeing a lot and certainly by our live event in October we'll be in full force with our full the full advisory board public and and a lot of the uh, services that I've talked about that will be live and available okay so I, I'm a listener all right and I'm just hearing this thing and going okay I I want in on this as soon as it comes out I, I want to know how that's going to be is there a website I can go to what do I do so that I can immediately be notified when this is all starting to begin in my particular area? You can go to G Marketing. That's the letter G, the word marketing.com, and get on our list. And uh, you opt in for any of our free things that we offer on the website. You can get more there. If you want to know more about becoming a master trainer, you can also opt in on the on the website. And other various things that, that are available. Um the website is under rebranding reconstruction. We're rebranding everything with Gorilla right now. We're working very closely with a great web designer and great graphic designers and, and great web people and great minds and copywriters and everything. So it is it is in a transitional state right now, but uh, that hasn't stopped about an average of 4,500 people a month from going there and opting in. Recently. Okay, so that's G marketing, right? The letter G, the word marketing.com, gmarketing.com. Fantastic. Richard, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. And and I'll, I'll, I have to tell you, some of the information I know, some of the information you shared uh, would cost someone a bit of money uh, if they were hiring you or someone else to give them that type of information. So You can send your donations to uh, through gmarketing.com as well. <laughs> well <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> thank you. And, I, and, and obviously, you're a giver also. And so I really appreciate your time today and, and your being on our show. Oh, no problem, Doug. It's been an honor. And uh, please let me know if there's anything else I can do for you. Thank you for having me. And, and uh Thank you for helping Jay continue to carry on his legacy. Well, thank you. And, and folks, thanks for listening today. And as I always say at the end, you know, develop that prosperous business so that ultimately you can have that prosperous life that you deserve. Thanks for joining us, and we'll look forward to having you join us next week. Thank you for listening to another episode of Dr. Doug Radio on W4CY Radio. Tune in every Friday at noon Eastern. Until next time, together let's create happy lifestyles one smile at a time. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.